Alright, back again for a Cash Medi podcast. Tonight I'm going to be talking about week five of the NFL season. Give my thoughts on games coming up, uh, some gambling angles. Um, one thing that I'm going to be doing now is, is I'm not going to give all my picks on Twitter anymore. I'm going to put you know a few here and there on Twitter, but I'm mainly going to put my picks on these podcasts. Maybe you know, try to convince people to listen to the podcast more. So let's start with tonight. We got the Rams at Seattle. Spread is minus two and a half. Um, They're kind of begging you to bet the Rams here. And I would definitely lean the Rams here. The one thing that I would say in this game, if you do prop bets, I would bet the over on Stafford 302 yards because the Rams offense should shred Seattle. But Seattle in these primetime games at home always find a way to like squeak out some win. Russell Wilson usually plays out of his ass. Like they'll just like throw the ball up in the air and somehow like, I don't know, they'll get a few calls here and there. Um, They'll get like a block punt or a tip ball interception or something. So I could see Stafford getting like strip sacked and I don't know. I mean, the Rams offensively should get like 450 yards in this game. So I think Stafford over 302 yards, I would definitely bet that. I'm most likely going to place that bet. Um, I mean, I I definitely probably going to place it after this podcast. Um, and then as far as, you know, the spread, I would lean the Rams, like I said. Seattle, I mean, last week they only had like 200 and something yards. I think it was like 230, 240, and the 49ers had over 400, and Seattle won. Seattle comes away with like, you know, wins like that for some reason over the years. I think it's starting to catch up to them. Like last year, I mean, they made the playoffs last year, but they weren't that good. I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs this year. I think the, I mean, the Rams are good, but. The Rams aren't as good as like I think people think they are because they got a lot of problems. Like, what do they do that's really that great? All they do that's great, or you know, like top five or top ten, whatever you want to say, is throw the football because their running backs are terrible. Henderson and Sony Michelle, I mean, those are just guys. They miss Acres big time. The only reason why they even get like sixty yards running like from those guys is because of the scheme. If it wasn't for the scheme. Those guys would average less than three and a half yards a carry or, you know, 3.3 yards a carry. But the scheme helps them out. Plus that they got, they got really good receivers. They got route runners that separate. Cooper Cup, I mean, separates. Robert Woods separates. Deshaun Jackson, you know, you're only going to play him a certain amount of time because he's so old now. Excuse me, he could stretch the field. And then uh, I like Van Jefferson too. So they got a bunch of route runner route runners that can separate, and then um, you know Stafford usually hits them in stride. Although he was off last week against Arizona, he um, he missed he missed a few throws. He missed one to Cooper Cup. I think Cup slipped. It would have been a touchdown. Um, but they got bullied in that game against the Cardinals. Um, you know the Cardinals won that game from the get go. Uh, it was fourteen to ten. And I think it was Sony Michelle fumbled and like at the 25 yard line. And you're just thinking like as a Rams, 
you're thinking, because um, I had the Rams that game. I had them minus three and a half. And I'm thinking, okay, just hold them to a field goal here. It'll be 17 to 10. You know, Stafford and the boys maybe can get it going and you'll get you'll be right back in the game. And they get a third and 16. And Murray runs like for 17 yards. And it was just a backbreaker. And it was just like right after that, I was just like, dude, this game is just, this isn't going to go well. And then it was 21 to 10 and they just couldn't stop them. So the Rams defense, like going back to like why I don't think the Rams are that good. I mean, I think they're going to make the playoffs and they might win their division, but they got some holes, man, because their offensive line's pretty good. The running game is just very average. I mean, like I said, I think it's only good because of Sean McVay. And then their defense is just not that good. I mean, they really miss uh, Staley that's, you know, with the Chargers now. And I, I, they just don't really have that many talented players. I think uh, Lewis, number 52, is really good. He's... Um, I forget his first name. He's the outside linebacker from Alabama that tore his ACL at Alabama. I mean, he's looking really good. Number sixty nine. I think he's. I think it's Harris or something. He he's playing pretty good. Um, Leonard Floyd. So the D line is is playing good, but the linebackers suck and the safeties suck. Um, they missed the guy uh, Johnson that went to the Browns and the the, the second corner. I don't know what his name is. Number 11, I think. Williams or something. I mean, he's not that good. So, um, I don't know what the total is on that game. They usually have these things pretty high in these these type of games. I didn't write down the total. But, I mean, I could see, you know, I could see the Rams winning this one 27-20, something like that. Um, but, uh, I mean, I could see the Rams even blowing them out, like 34-17, just dominating. But, the thing about those over-unders is I, Seattle usually controls the ball with some short passes and and runs. Both of these teams run enough that you might get one long drive, like seven, eight-minute drive, and it just kills your over-under if you got the over. And I don't think they go enough no-huddle either team. So I'll lean the Rams minus the two-and-a-half, but I, I, I'm not playing it. Okay, we got Atlanta and the Jets, and they're playing in London. Um, Atlanta's just awful. They're just terrible. The Jets finally get a win last week, beating the Titans. Um, spread is Atlanta minus two and a half. Atlanta's been over there. They got a veteran quarterback in Matt Ryan that's played in London. I mean, I would lean them. I, I wouldn't touch this game. Both these teams, I mean, it's just so hard to bet either team. I think the Jets, obviously, the arrow is pointing up. I mean, I'd much rather have the Jets' future than the Falcons' future. I mean, I don't see what the Falcons have as far as the future. I mean, yeah, you got Kyle Pitts. I mean, I guess. And Calvin Ridley's pretty good. But he's out. And so is um, so is Gage, Russell Gage, the other receiver. So I don't really know who Matt Ryan's going to be throwing to. Um, as far as the Jets go, Wilson looked pretty good last week. He finally had a good game. I mean, so many people were just, just bashing that kid. It's like, dude, Jesus Christ. You got to... Give these rookies some time, man. I think all these rookie quarterbacks are probably going to be pretty good. I don't see any of one of them like, oh, I just don't see it with that guy. You know, um, I, w- I thought Wilson was going to be the best quarterback in the draft. I mean, we don't know. Let's get to year two, three, and we'll start judging on that. But, I mean, I think Wilson would be fine. 
Um, they need defense. Uh, it's a stay away game for sure. You got Green Bay at Cincinnati. Green Bay is only minus three here, and it seems like a trap game for Green Bay. I think, um, you know, I, I don't know how Cincinnati's defense really is going to stop Green Bay here, but I don't see Green Bay's defense stopping Cincinnati because Green Bay lost Jahir Alexander and. Their secondary hasn't been good for a couple years. Their corners haven't been good. That King guy always gets beat. And um, Stokes, the kid from Georgia, the first-round pick, looks pretty good to me. Looks like a really nice pick for Green Bay. But Jahir Alexander has always been shutting down. He's probably a top-five corner in the league. He's really good, and I think they're going to miss him, especially in this game. I mean, you got T. Higgins. You got Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase looks like an absolute stud. He looks like a smaller version to me of like a Terrell Owens. Like he kind of plays bully ball. You know, he's not he's not tall. I think he's only like six foot or six one, but he is physical. He's got some like, you know, he's he's faster than an Anquan Bolden. That's what he is. You know, Bolden really didn't go deep, but after the catch, he would kind of like just bully people up. And I, I see Chase being like that, and Chase gets better separation. So he's gonna be Probably not as good as Terrell Owens, but he's going to be better than Bolden. So, like, kind of like in between that, which is a really good player. And then you got, um, so I already talked about Higgins. I think he's coming back this week. And then you got Tyler Boyd. So, I don't know how Green Bay is really going to stop their pass because they don't have the Smith brothers are out. They get um, Jalen Smith, but he, I doubt he'll play. Um, but Green Bay should win this game. I mean, it looks, it looks easy minus three, but I'm not going to play it. I think Cincinnati's going to play hard. They had extra time to prepare. They're at home. Um, you definitely can get a backdoor cover here by Cincinnati. You know, they could be down, you know, 10 and get a touchdown late and, you know, or, or push. Um, but Cincinnati's offensively, like, I don't know. I don't know if they'll be able to run the ball enough here to – really control the game if they're able to run the ball then they're going to control the game and i think green bay should be able to score enough points i think the total is 51 i would lean the over on that but besides that i got i don't really have anything detroit at minnesota the spread has gotten up to minus 10 minnesota i think minnesota is going to absolutely destroy detroit this week detroit now has cluster injuries on the offensive line sewell hasn't practiced this week um, so he'll be, I, I don't know if he's going to play Decker, the right tackle is probably like a top 15 tackle in football. He's not, he's been out. And then the best center, at least in my opinion, Ragnow, um, is the best center in football or second best, whatever you want to say, or top three at least. And he's going to be out for a while. So their offensive line should be a complete mess. And that's the strength of their team. That's the only good part of their the only good unit that they have. Um, they lost their best defensive player, Romario, Romeo Okura. Um, Jeff Okuda's out, you know, their best corner. So their best, their two most important defensive players are out. Their offensive line, you know, is really banged up. Their number one receiver, Tyrell Williams, is out. And this is a team that had a over-under at four and a half, which I bet the under, and if any of you guys took that, I think you're looking really good on that. That should be a winner for us. Um, 
Minnesota's offense should be able to throw the ball, run the ball, do whatever it wants. I'll be stunned if Minnesota doesn't score more than 31 points minimum. Should be more than that. I would say if Minnesota gets eight possessions, they score on six, and four of them will be touchdowns, two field goals, 34. They should get at least 34 points. That's why I'm on the over, over 49, um, because I think Detroit could get a, a cheap touchdown or two. If Detroit gets two touchdowns, uh, we should you should get the over in this game because that'll give us fourteen. Um, you know, Minnesota minimum, in my opinion, gets thirty four. I mean, they, I wouldn't be surprised if Minnesota scores forty in this game. The only thing I'm concerned of is Delvin Cook's a little banged up, so they're probably not going to use him so much. And Madison is more of a just run in between the tackles and. You know, I mean, he's going to get five, six yards every carry because Detroit's run defense sucks. Their linebackers are terrible. Uh, Derek Barnes, middle linebacker, rookie, I mean, when he plays, I don't know why they don't play him more, but. And Akeem McNeil, the rookie defensive tackle, nose tackle is good, but they don't have anyone on the edge, really. You know, Charles Harris is just a pass rusher. Austin Bryant, I don't know. Sometimes he does well. Sometimes he does terrible. They get Trey Flowers back this week, and he's usually good at setting the edge. But they don't have any pass rush, and they don't have any corners. I see Thielen and and, and um, Justin Jefferson, you know, probably getting a combined 250 yards receiving in this game. So I see Minnesota scoring, you know, 35 or more, 38, 40 points in this game. All you need is a little bit from Detroit. You got an over of 49, but – it is concerning that Detroit's offensive line's not there. I don't know if it helps it because then it might just be a straight-up blowout and then Detroit might get, you know, if they could get a cheap 10, 17 points, you know, cheap, like in the second half where the pass rush isn't much there for Minnesota, we should be able to get the over. You know, a bunch of dump-offs to DeAndre Swift. Denver at Pittsburgh. Spread is even here to pick them. Uh, Pittsburgh's just been a joke offensively. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger is done. Denver can't back Denver here because I don't know if Teddy Bridgewater's playing. It doesn't look like he's playing because it's a pick I would assume if Bridgewater was, was playing, I would assume you know Denver would be favored by, I don't know, two and a half, two. Um I know Pittsburgh's at home and usually plays better at home, but Denver's secondary should stop Pittsburgh's passing game, and then we know Pittsburgh can't run the ball, and then their offensive line can't block. So I can see Denver getting after them. Maybe a maybe an under. I didn't I didn't check the total in that game um, is a possibility. Um, Denver, you know, I think Denver's just much better with Teddy Bridgewater in the game than. Then Locke. Locke's in there, and it's just like, I don't know. Denver's got to get a little little healthy. they got two receivers, you know, K.J. Hamler and Jerry Judy out. It sounds like Jerry Judy might be coming back pretty soon, probably in like three weeks or something. That'll help them. But, uh, I mean, I would see Denver winning a close one here. Like, if it's, if it's Locke, I don't know, 17-13, something like that, I could see. Um. Uh, Miami at Tampa Bay. Miami's a disaster. That's another team that we had the, or I had the under on. Nine and a half wins. 
they're not getting 10 wins. So that should be an easy under. They're going to fall to 1-4 and four after this week. Uh, the spread is minus 10 for Tampa Bay. I mean, I don't know. I mean, those spreads are kind of high. I don't, I don't know if Tampa Bay is going to be fully into it. They just played, obviously, a physical game against New England, an emotional game. You know, Tom Brady, I don't know if he's just going to shred Miami. You would think that um, Flores, the coach at Miami, who comes from the Belichick tree, should be able to run the same scheme that Belichick just ran against Tampa Bay. So maybe he, you know, contains him here a little bit. Because Brady had trouble in that game. I mean, he was missing a lot of throws. Um, I think he was barely over 50%. It looked like they really missed Gronk because every time he threw it to to Brate, it, it was an incomplete pass. It feels like he was uh, the timing wasn't there. You know, he kn- he knows exactly where Gronk's going to be. It seemed like the other tight end he was kind of off on him. But I mean, what are you going to do? Take Miami plus ten? I mean, I'm not because I just I don't feel like Miami can really score. They're not going to be able to run. Tampa Bay stuffs to run. Tampa Bay going forward, I mean, their secondary is really bad. They got to get healthy. Otherwise, they're just not going to make it. They, they, you just can't rely on, oh, we have to get it home every single time. Otherwise, we're just going to get scorched. That secondary is bad. I mean, 19 straight completions to Mac Jones. I mean, it wasn't like he was throwing them down, you know, too far downfield. But still, a rookie quarterback throwing completions like that, it's just a bad. The run defense is awesome. Devin White was one of the best, you know. Everyone told me that guy, you can't draft an inside linebacker at five. Oh, okay. Um, Saints at Washington. Saints are minus two. Saints are just, it's just so hard to back them with just Jameis Winston, you know. I mean, defensively, I think the Saints should be able to stop Washington's offense. I mean, the Saints' defense is really good. Should be able to run the ball. Washington's defense is just really underachieved. I'm surprised at how bad it is. Heineke, I think, is better than Fitzpatrick, um, but I, I, I'm I don't see Washington being a playoff team this year. I don't think the Saints are going to be a playoff team because they're going to be hit or miss with Jameis Winston. You know, they always got to play. It always feels like they got to play ahead because Winston's going to make a turnover and he's going to fuck something up. So I don't I don't like this game. I'm passing. I don't see either team making the playoffs. Uh, Philadelphia at Carolina. Carolina has impressed me this year. They look good. I predicted them to make the playoffs. Carolina's minus three. I would definitely lean Carolina to cover here. I don't think Philadelphia is any good. Philadelphia can score. And it looks like Jalen Hurts can make some plays here and there. But he's just too inconsistent. He's only in his second year. So, I mean, maybe give him a little more time. And they got three, possibly three first-round picks. At least two. They're gonna have the Dolphins in their in their own, so that might be two like top fifteen picks. So, I mean, it's gonna be interesting what they decide to do. Do they go quarterback, or do they say? And they possibly could have three because that Indianapolis one could possibly be a first rounder. Uh, do they take a quarterback and say we're done with Jalen Hurts, or we kind of ride with Jalen Hurts and put a lot of talent around him? I like Devonte Smith. That guy's getting. You know, he's small and skinny, you know, in that sense. Not really small, like in height, but really skinny. So I'd worry of him getting hurt, but him and Jalen Rager look pretty good. Uh, Carolina, it sounds like McCaffrey 
has been practicing this week. I doubt he'll play this week, but that's good news that he'll probably play next week. Darnold's looked much better, obviously, with Joe Brady. I love Joe Brady. They get Stephon Gilmore. I don't know when he'll play, but now you got C.J. Henderson and Stephon Gilmore. You got a pretty good pass rush with Burns. Um, I mean, Matt Rule's a stud. I think Carolina, Carolina's, I think it'll be a playoff team. As long as Sam Darnold doesn't fuck it up. DJ Moore is becoming one of the best receivers in the league. I mean, he's really developing. Terrence Marshall, I like. Um, So I like Carolina going forward. Okay, here's a game I'm betting on. I got Tennessee minus four. I think the spread has gone up to four and a half against at Jacksonville. I mean, look. I mean, I guess this is just a, you know, a, a play that, you know, what do they call it? I don't know what they call it, but I just, I don't see how you don't bet Tennessee here. If I lose, I lose. That's fine. But Jacksonville, just what they're going through with Urban Meyer, it's just, I mean, Urban Meyer, I'll just talk about Urban Meyer for a sec. I mean, that coach is, he's gone. He, he ain't coaching that team next year. I don't even know if he's coaching that team next week. He got caught, you know, basically he just got a lap dance. I don't think he did anything wrong, in my opinion, by just getting a lap dance. I mean, how many, you know, married men have gone to a strip club and gotten a lap dance? I know I have. I've never cheated on my wife. I mean, if you consider just getting a lap dance cheating, then I guess I've cheated on my wife. But, I mean, yeah, you could say this is a square play because, yeah, you're just taking Tennessee. But I don't think they're going to play for the coach. And even if, if the coach situation wasn't a factor what would the spread be i still think it would be what we're getting you know it'd be four maybe three and a half i mean so it's only like a point different at best well shit dude this this team might not even show up for the coach they might just they might have quit on him what he did wrong in my opinion was he didn't fly home with the team he went he said uh, he went to his own restaurant. Apparently, it's his own restaurant that he owns in Ohio. And obviously, he partied. And obviously, he got a lap dance from the... I mean, that chick was hot. At least she looked hot. I didn't really see too much. But, uh, I mean, that's his own personal you know, situation with his wife and that. But, I mean, now he's got to come back to the team and be like, hey... I know I tell you guys all the time not to do anything stupid, but here I am doing stupid shit. Well, the players are going to be like, dude, fuck this guy. He ain't no leader. I mean, they might quit. Let's say Tennessee goes down on the first drive and scores, which is very possible. Jacksonville probably has the worst defense. Them, Detroit, you know, some other defenses. Tennessee's one of them. But if they get, if Tennessee gets up early in the first half, at any time, I could just see Jacksonville just putting their head down and be like, fuck this coach. We don't care. Well, we're going 1-16 or 0-17 anyways this year, possibly. Like, what are we going to play for this guy? So it could just be an absolute rout in this game. I don't see how they're going to stop um, Henry. And last week, you know, they didn't have their two receivers in Brown and Jones, but it's A.J. Brown's already practiced. Uh, Julio Jones probably isn't going to play, but, I mean, if you give me A.J. Brown and I get Henry just pounding it and pounding it, I mean, who's going to want to tackle Henry in the first place? No one wants to tackle that guy to begin with, let alone now 
You get this 245-pound running back or 240 pounds, whatever he weighs. He's running after you, and these linebacker safeties, D linemen are going to be like, well, fuck it, dude. I ain't putting my head down for this coach. I ain't, you know. Now everything is on film, and you're always, you know, can get cut, and you could be a free agent and get get out of this league real quick. So you got to put good effort in, but I'm telling you, you could see some just, ah, whatever. I could see that happening, so I could see Tennessee blowing them out. And if I lose, I lose, but I'll take this type of bet every time. So I got, I'm on Tennessee, minus the four. Um, I think now, you know, as I'm speaking, Thursday, you know, four o'clock in the afternoon, I could see... Um, it's 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 up to four and a half, but I got it uh, yesterday at four. I, I would still take it at four and a half is what I'm trying to say because I see Tennessee, you know, probably scoring 34 points, 30 plus points. Yeah, I could see uh, Trevor Lawrence and the offense getting some points because Tennessee's defense sucks. But I mean, I'm looking at a 34-20, you know, something like that, and I just see second half Derrick Henry and some of those linebackers just being like, screw this and not getting off blocks and the D-line just being like, whatever. Because once you quit, you can't stop the run. I don't care. Like, when teams quit, you'll, you'll see it. And that's when I'm really good at betting in, in the second half of the season is I usually find out when a team quits, especially when they know the coach is gone. There'll be like four or five games left in the season, and they'll know a coach is gone, and they're like, screw this. I ain't, you know, I ain't going to practice as hard. I ain't going to study the film as much. Maybe when I'm on the field, I try pretty hard, but – there's going to be a couple of plays that are just like, fuck it, I ain't playing hard. So I see that happening in this game. I like Tennessee to kind of blow them out. You got New England minus nine at Houston. I would definitely lean New England here. Houston is really bad. I think New England, you're getting Belichick versus a rookie quarterback and a rookie quarterback that looks really bad. Um, Mac Jones is just getting better and better. I can see Mac Jones having a big game here, like 270 yards, two or three touchdowns, and then New England grinding it out. That's the only thing is New England is not really that good offensively enough that this is a big number, minus nine. But I would definitely – that's the only reason why I'm passing as far as betting. But if I had to make a bet, I would pick New England minus nine. Uh, Mac Jones going in, you know, for the future, looking forward to it or going forward – I think he's going to be really good. They got to get some weapons, though. They got no receivers. And those two tight ends, they overspent for him. I don't know why the media never crushed him on it. They made it, you know, it's just like, well, New England signed him. We can't say anything. Hunter Henry sucks. I mean, he looks old. And Jonah Smith, I mean, I don't know. He doesn't look that good anymore either. And they paid both of them big bucks. They paid Aguilar money, right? I think it's Aguilar. And Bourne. Um... They got to upgrade in the offseason. Get get Mac Jones, you know, some weapons. He needs some weapons. I think, you know, with with Josh McDaniels, as long as he's there, I think Mac Jones should be should be damn good going forward in the future. Chicago at the Raiders. Raiders lose to the Chargers. Um, I'm not a Derek Carr guy. I was when he first came out. I loved him out of Fresno State. I like Derek Carr. He just like I don't know. Even even Bosa, like he gets scared. Like he gets hit, and he just I don't know. I, I, those receivers are really good in my opinion, but they're inconsistent because they're young. You got Henry Ruggs and Edwards. Renfro's pretty good. 
And then Waller's, I mean, he's arguably the best tight end in the league or one of the best tight ends. But I, I, I think they're missing uh, Jacobs, Brandon Jacobs. Not Brandon Jacobs, uh, Josh Jacobs, whatever his name is, the kid from Alabama. Because his injuries kind of hurt him. Um, I know he's, he played last week, but he, he, he doesn't look healthy. They need him. They need to get that running game going. The offensive line's kind of been a mess. Leatherford, they're going to move him back to guard now. He's probably going to be better off at guard because that tackle, he, you know, he kind of reaches. He makes penalties, false start penalties. As far as the Bears go, I thought Justin Fields looked pretty good, but it was against the Lions. Um, but he made some really nice throws. He made he made a couple nice throws downfield. They lose Montgomery. I think that's going to hurt them. Nagy sucks. I mean, I think Fields going forward though is going to be good. I mean, you could tell he's got a good arm. He's he's a little he's a little mobile. I don't think he's as fast and mobile or. Um, doesn't have the agility that people think. I mean, he's fast, like, straight ahead, but he doesn't, like, he's not shaking defenders in in the pocket. Um, their defense is just okay. This is a, I don't know. I, 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 w- I guess I would lean the Raiders. I don't, I mean, I'm not playing it. I, I don't trust either team. Uh, um. The Raiders' defensive line should should get after it. The Bears' offensive line sucks, so I could see Crosby. You know, I could see Fields. This is going to be his first road game. I could see him throwing like two picks, and the Raiders winning something like twenty four to seventeen, something like that. I could see. You know, I don't think either one of these teams is a playoff team. The Bears are two and two. Raiders are three and one. But I, I do. I mean, the Raiders' defense looks much better than it has in the years past. But if Arnett's out for a while, he's kind of banged up. I don't know. I don't don't see them being a playoff team. It's just I don't think Derek Carr is good enough. And that division is just so tough. you got the Chiefs, Chargers, and Broncos. There's obviously no easy wins there. Those are all tough games. Speaking of the Chargers, Cleveland at the Chargers. Chargers are minus two. This is a really tough game, in my opinion. I think Cleveland matches up pretty well with the Chargers because the thing the Chargers are going to have trouble with is stopping the run. And Cleveland, as long as um, Jedrick Willis, the left tackle, plays, I think Cleveland should be able to run the run the ball all game here. Now, the Cowboys did that against the Chargers, kind of controlled you know, a power running game. Chiefs don't try to do that. The Raiders don't have, didn't have a healthy running back, so they couldn't really do it. Um, Washington, you know, doesn't really try that type of running. Cleveland, though, will. And Mayfield has looked terrible. He's only got two touchdown passes on the year. Apparently, his shoulder's hurt, so maybe that's what's going on. But I never was high on Mayfield. If I'm Cleveland, there's no way I'm paying him, you know, $35, $40 million. There's no fucking chance. But it seems like they... He, Every time Odell Beckham's in there, he doesn't do well as a quarterback. Now, it looks like they're missing Jarvis Landry. I don't know why they don't throw the ball more to Peoples Pope. Um, Donovan Peoples Pope or whatever his name is. The kid, I think he's from Michigan. To me, he's good. He, he should be – to me, he looks like the best receiver. Beckham, uh, Beckham was getting open, and Mayfield kept missing him. 
There's no excuse for Mayfield. You got a great defense. Now, that defense is flying. Miles Garrett is probably going to be defensive MVP if it ended right now. They got two corners that are balling, Newsom and uh, Ward. I think Newsom might be a little banged up. I could be wrong on that. The Chargers, the Chargers are fucking loaded. Absolutely loaded. I think Herbert, we, we, sh- we should already name Herbert as a top five quarterback. I mean, you could, you could even argue with me that he's the best quarterback in the league. I mean, what doesn't he do? He throws the ball with power, and he, he throws it high a lot, I've noticed. But he throws it high to, like, the tall receivers, like, like perfect. Like, he throws to Mike Williams, like these. It's not like floating it, like floating it up there and just kind of dropping it to him so that the guy jumps up and catches it. It's more of a, like a line drive that's high where he doesn't even have to jump that high. And then the defender doesn't have a chance. He does that with Cook, too, where I've noticed. So the guy just kind of a little jump, like a mini jump, and just it's just there's no chance for the defender to react, where a lot of quarterbacks will throw the ball with more air under it, and then the DB has, has a better chance of timing it. This way, the, the DB doesn't really have time to time it, and those guys are so tall, it's just like, boom. But one thing I will say is that offense should be better than what it is, and it's Joe Lombardi. And I told Charger fans this was going to happen. Now, the team's 3-1, and one and everything's great, and blah, blah, blah. They beat the Chiefs, and they beat the Raiders, and 2-0 and in the division, so everything's fine, right? But Joe Lombardi is slowing down that offense. With Herbert, throw the ball more, like, downfield. Don't... He's always checking it down. I'm like, what are you doing? But that's what that's what uh, Joe Lombardi wants because he came from the New Orleans Saints. And when he came from the Saints, it was the offensive uh, quarterback coach there. He went to the Detroit Lions. When the Lions had Matthew Stafford, which is one of the greatest arms of all time. I mean, how many guys have a better arm than Matthew Stafford? And he had Megatron, and they're fucking running a... You know, like a Marty Schottenheimer type of offense, like dink and dunk. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And he would piss me off. And then finally, like late in the fourth quarter, they'd be down like 10 points and he would open it up and Stafford would sometimes make a comeback. And you're like, yeah, uh, what would you expect? Like he has a big arm. Well, I see that a lot with Herbert. I mean, Herbert has as good of an arm as anyone. He's mobile. Like he's perfectly mobile in the sense that when he, when he um, eludes the rush, he's looking downfield to throw. Some of these quarterbacks elude the rush, and they want to just run all the time. This guy doesn't run to get hurt. He stays in the pocket, eludes the rush, and then he makes a big boy throw. As long as Eckler stays healthy, and that's if I'm a Charger fan, I'd be very concerned because once he gets hurt and he's small, um, I mean, he's strong, but he takes, a, he takes a pounding sometimes, and usually he gets hurt. If he gets hurt, I think your offense is in trouble because there's a lot of check downs that they do to Eckler and he'll make a move on a linebacker or safety and get a first down where you put Jackson or or Roundtree or whoever the fuck that is. I don't know who he is. Number 35, I think. You get one of those guys in there. Some of those like third and sixes that they just dump it off to Eckler. He makes a move and you get a first down. Some of those plays are just going to be stopped like, and you're going to punt. I mean, keep an eye on that if you're a Charger fan. Keep an eye on Joe Lombardi. I think he fucking sucks, and he might hold you down. Now, Staley looks like a really good coach. Now, he's going for it a bunch of times on fourth down. There was one 
I wouldn't have gone for it against the Raiders. I forget what. I mean, it worked. But there was one I was like, oh, this is dumb. Now, it worked. But if you keep doing that, I, I think it will come back and haunt you. Um, as far as who's going to win the game, I think it's a toss-up game. I think this is like if you if you do live betting, I think this is this is a good opportunity to do a live bet. If Cleveland gets the lead early, like you know, then I would live bet and pound Cleveland. If the Chargers get the lead early, I would pound the Chargers. I know that sounds simple, but I don't see either team really coming back. I mean, the Chargers obviously have a better chance of coming back because they got Herbert. But if Cleveland what I'm trying to say is if Cleveland, if the game's close, Cleveland's just going to keep running, keep running, and I don't think the Chargers will be able to stop the run. But if Herbert and the Chargers jump on them two scores early, then Cleveland ain't coming back with Baker Mayfield. All right. I think both those teams are playoff teams. I would say – I would say – I mean, the way things are going right now, I would say they're top three AFC teams, maybe even top three uh, – Teams all in football. Or, well, I don't know. Top five. Giants at Dallas. Dallas is minus seven. Giants look really good. I thought uh, Daniel Jones looked really good. Is he going to play good a uh, second week in a row? Highly doubt it. Um, Barkley looked much better than what he has lately. Maybe that knee's getting stronger. They need an elite player like Barkley because they don't really have anyone else that's a, an elite player. Um Kenny Galladay is a good player. Evan Ingram's good when he catches the ball, but their offensive line kind of sucks. Their defense, I don't know, it's just okay. Kind of overachieved last year, so it's kind of coming back to earth this year, I think. As far as Dallas goes, Dallas is Dallas is really good because I thought offensively, yeah, they're going to fucking score 30 points, but they're going to give up 35-40 every week. Well, Dallas's defense is flying. You got Randy Gregory who finally, you know, isn't suspended, and that looks like an elite pass rusher, an impact player. Now you got two pass rushers in him and Lawrence. When you have when you have two elite pass rushers, it changes everything. So that one, you know, going back to the Minnesota game, Minnesota-Detroit, Minnesota's defense is so much better now with Daniel Hunter. One one elite pass rusher to me can change your whole defense. It can make an average defense a good defense, you know, or, you know, I mean, it just changes everything. It makes everyone around them better as long as you got that pass rush because now those corners, they don't have to another half a second, another whole second, don't have to cover, you know, other guys, you know, get single block now because you got to worry about this guy. Well, now you got Gregory and Lawrence coming and then Micah Parsons is another great pass rusher. They, what they did, what I was worried about, like Detroit, some people in Detroit were like, we need a linebacker so bad. And Detroit does. I mean, Detroit's linebackers are the worst in the NFL. They wanted maybe to take Parsons at seven. So I studied him and I was like, oh, hell no. I ain't taking Parsons at seven. Because I didn't think Detroit would use him as a pass rusher like Dallas is using him. So on running down, sure, in the middle, he's he's fine. But covering, he, he would just get it abused in college like just abusing i'm like oh teams are just gonna abuse him they're gonna go shotgun spread teams out and and throw on micah parsons to the tight end running back he won't be able to cover him in the middle of the field well dallas is like fuck it running downs will use him 
as middle linebacker, but on passing downs, we use him as an edge rusher, and he's been fantastic. He's probably, you know, looking like defensive rookie of the year, and then you're looking at the corner. So they've had back-to-back drafts. Trevion Diggs, he's already got five interceptions, even though PFF thinks he sucks, which is so stupid, or at least so, that's what someone told me, because I don't, I don't, I don't have like, uh, I didn't pay for membership for PFF, but Diggs. Looks like a Pro Bowl corner. He looks like one of the best corners in the league this year. Is I don't I don't know if he's shutting down guys, but he's baiting quarterbacks into throwing. Like PFF will be like, well, there's three or four passes on him, uh, you know, for sixty, you know, for I don't know, for forty five yards, and three or four. Yeah, well, the fourth one was interception. So who cares about the forty five yards? If let's say it was on a drive, but PFF wants to rip a guy like that, you know. I don't get it. Like, if you make impact plays, it's better than, well, he gave up two or three first downs. Okay, cool. I mean, that's fine. But he made an impact play. He made an interception. It stopped the drive. That's not more than just, well, you know, dude, what about the other plays? Well, I mean, yeah, you have to put that in there, but shit. They make it like he sucks. At least that's what I was told. But Diggs is balling. Um, so that defense is really good or, you know, better than average. And I thought it'd be one of the worst in the league. Then you you add in Dak, and you got Cooper Cup. I mean, not Cooper Cup. Amari Cooper. You got two white tight ends. I can never tell who's who. Schultz and I think it's Barwin or whatever. Um, so I think it's 89 and 82, the numbers. And then um, C.D. Lamb. I thought Lamb would do a little bit better. And then they don't even have the third receiver. Um the kid from, I forget, Colorado State? Is that where he went? I forget the third receiver's name. drawing a blank. But, um, you know, and they got two good running backs. It looks like Zeke Elliott wasn't partying in Mexico this offseason. He looks like he's got a burst finally. And then Pollard's really good. So they got a one-two punch there. Offensive line looks better. I mean, Dallas is for real. They're going to coast through the NFC East, and they're going to get a home playoff game, you know, probably a th- – I don't know, probably a three seed because the NFC West is going to beat each other up. I don't know. I mean, unless, yeah, Green Bay's got an easy division. and I mean, yeah, maybe they're a four seed still, Dallas. They're going to be a three or four seed probably. But, I mean, Dallas is for real in my opinion because they got a defense now. Or at least they're playing really good defense so far. So they got the defensive uh, coach uh, – from Atlanta and you know he's probably just better as a defensive coordinator than a head coach and you got San Francisco at Arizona Arizona is minus five here if you could get um San Francisco plus six because there was a moment that San Francisco was plus six I would play that I am going to play San Francisco minus three in the first half and the reason why I'm going to play San Francisco minus three in the first half is Trey Lance is going to play in this game. It's going to be his first start. And I just figure with Kyle Shanahan, he's going to have something up his sleeve. He's had, you know, a whole offseason. He, you know, he probably went in into the training camp saying, hey, we're going to give Trey Lance even a chance to start. We traded a shitload of picks to get the third pick in the draft. Um, so he's going to have a package ready for Trey Lance in the first game. I think Arizona's coming off a huge win where they completely dominated the Rams. Uh, they they were comp- 
uh, way more physical than the Rams. They ran it right down their throats. Kyler Murray, if the season ended right now, would, in my opinion, be the MVP. He's playing phenomenal. Um, he's taking that next step. I, I never thought he should have been the first pick of the draft. He's proving that he should have been the first pick of the draft when he came out. And last year, he really struggled in the second half. And I thought, oh, teams kind of figured him out. But there was part of me that said, well, his shoulder was hurt. We'll find out how good he is next year. Well, right now we're finding out that shoulder was hurt. And he's dominating. And like I said, he's playing like the MVP of the league. Now, if I'm an Arizona Cardinal fan, I'd be concerned, though, because he's very small. And you don't want him running around too much And if he gets hurt. But the running backs that they have, Edmonds and... Um, and Connor, both are running great, especially Connor. I mean, shit, he's got a burst. Edmonds got a burst. They're, they're, they're killing teams with the running game. And then they got great – everyone knows they have great receivers. You know, you got Hopkins, Kirk, and um, even A.J. Green, you know. As long as A.J. Green's not, like, not your number one or number two and he's kind of like a third, third option, you know, you got Rondell Moore. I mean, they got four receivers there. Tight end's okay. I mean, I think that's just because Kyler Murray so many – People are worried about him. The defense is getting after it. They're getting good pass rush. You know, you got uh, J.J. Watt and you got um, Chandler Jones. They they have ball hawking secondary. That Murphy guy baited uh, Stafford into a interception. I thought Deshaun Jackson could have came back to the ball and jumped up, but he didn't jump up. But Murphy baited him, and Stafford just threw it a little bit underthrown and fucking I don't know, like a sixty yard throw or fifty yard throw, and he intercepted it. So they got some ball hawks, but like I was going back, the reason why I'm going to take San Francisco minus or plus, I'm sorry, I'm taking San Francisco plus three in the first half is I think San Francisco will keep it close in the first half. And I think, you know, I could see San Francisco scoring 10 points on the first two drives, getting a touchdown and a field goal, because I think Lance is going to have some packages where Arizona is not ready. Arizona's weakness is their run defense. The Rams weren't able to really to exploit that because I don't think the Rams are that good at running the ball. Well, San Francisco is good at running the ball. So I think they'll kind of milk the clock. I wouldn't be surprised if we only see Arizona get three possessions. I mean, maybe four in the first half. I see San Francisco getting at least 10 points. I mean, I don't know. If they hold them, if they don't get four, you know, at least 10 points. If, if they get 13 points, San Francisco... Pretty damn good chance that we cover the plus three in the first half because I don't see Arizona in four possessions getting more than 17. I mean, if they get 17, 13, obviously we lose, but I like our chances. I think Lance, like I said, the first two drives, I think one of them is going to be a touchdown and hopefully we get another field goal. I just like our chances. San Francisco's defense is still good. They only gave up 230 yards or something against uh, Russell Wilson in Seattle. Um, San Francisco last year beat Arizona with uh, C.J. Beathard. I mean, Trey Lance is better than C.J. Beathard. Um, I just, like I said, I think Kyle Shanahan will have something up his sleeve with Trey Lance. Um, if you could get plus six, I would take San Francisco. Uh, my, uh, plus five, five and a half, I'm not going to play it. But plus six, I think I would play it. Buffalo at Kansas City. This should be a really good game. And Kansas City 
Kansas City's defense fucking sucks. It is bad, like really bad. It has not been this bad the last couple of years. Sometimes they 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 look bad uh, stopping the run in some games, and I'm like, dude, that's going to kill them in the playoffs. Eventually, that's going to catch up to them. But it never really caught up to them because they would they would score so many points. Well, now they can't stop the pass either. They can't get to the pass. They can't uh, get in a pass rush, and they don't tackle. They don't fucking their defense sucks. It's, it's a huge concern. Offensively, though, I think they're better than what they've been in, in years past because they're starting to run the ball a little bit better and their offensive line's better. Mahomes still makes some interceptions, though, and never gets criticized. If, you know, other quarterbacks threw some of these interceptions, they, they get criticized. Mahomes throws them and it's like, oh, no big deal. I mean, I get it because he puts up, like, last week he put up, like, 40 points, but I think their offense is starting to hum. Because I think the offensive line's starting to gel. And then, as long as Clyde Edwards-Hilaire doesn't fumble, it looks like he's getting more and more confident. He's had two good back-to-back games running the ball. Um, but Buffalo Buffalo obviously had this game circled, so I think they're going to play well. If you could get Kansas City, though, minus 2.5, I would play it, dude. I, I mean, if I have a good day, I'm going to play it for the night. Like, if I... What do I have? I have one. I have two. I have three bets prior to that. If I if I if I sweep it, I'm playing Kansas City. If it's minus two and a half, if it's three, I'll just I'll just I'll just pass. Uh, Buffalo, I think now matches up better with Kansas City than they did last year. In this sense, now they got a little bit of a pass rush. Um, the kid from Miami, Rousset um, Gregory Rousset. And you got Espinoza, Espinoza, whatever his name is, from uh, Iowa. So you got two guys back-to-back pass rushers that, you know, they got a late first-rounder in Gregory Rousset, and then Espinoza they got in the second round last year. But those guys are starting to get pretty good, decent pass rush. And then you got, you know, Darius White or whatever his name is, a kid from LSU at the corner. And then uh, Jordan Pryor, the safety his fucking wife, Rachel Bush, is just amazing looking. I guess that doesn't matter on the point spread. But I think their their secondary is pretty good. But you better get a pass rush. Now, last year when they, these two teams played, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and the running game, just they just said, Buffalo just said, hey, we're going to play a six-man you know, in the box. Will you just run? Seven men in the box. Will you just run? And Kansas City did, and they won. Then in the playoffs, they said, okay, we can't do that. We got to change it up a little bit. And then Kansas City, you know, scored more points. Now, everyone probably, I think the over-under is 57. Um, I just remember looking at it. It was it was just, it's too high for me to take. You, they're going to ask for a bunch of points or expect a bunch of points here. And, yeah, you're going to get one of these teams is going to score 30. If the team who wins is going to score in the 30. But I don't know. Those, those, you get one long drive, like I said earlier, one long drive, and it just kills that, especially if Buffalo is going to play them like they did last year and force Kansas City to run. I think Kansas City is actually in trouble going forward. Um, I don't know if they're going to win the division, and I don't know if um, – I wouldn't even be surprised if they don't make the playoffs because like, if they get a few injuries – because their defense sucks. Their pass rush is terrible. I don't know why they have Chris Jones – uh, playing outside and not inside anymore. Uh, Frank Clark is just nowhere to be found. Uh, Jared Reed, the kid from Alabama, from Seattle, uh, he hasn't done anything. 
Um, not many batters are good safety still. But Buffalo this year is impressing me because they're starting to run the ball a little bit. And that's what they got to do. They got to run the ball and they got to get a better pass rush. Those are the two things that they had to improve on. It looks like they're improving on both of those things right now. But they haven't played anyone. They played Pittsburgh. They played Washington. They played Houston and um, Miami. So they haven't played anyone. But they had this game circled, you know. Again, like I said, if it's minus two and a half and I have a good day, if I go two and one or three and zero earlier, then I'll probably play it. Indy at Baltimore. I'm going to take Baltimore minus the seven. And the main thing that I'm handicapping in this this spot is Indianapolis is playing its third road game in a row. Anytime teams are playing three in a row games in a row, I feel like they're going to be gassed. And if your D-line's gassed and you're trying to make a pass rush on Lamar Jackson, good luck. And Baltimore, usually when they play these shitty teams, or I don't think Indianapolis is shitty, but when they when they play a team that they're, you know, should beat pretty handily, they usually blow these type of teams out. So Lamar is getting better and better throwing the ball. I mean, Marquise Brown saved his ass on that touchdown. He was, I mean, it's just wide open. He overthrew him, but he dove and caught it. But the week prior, Marquise Brown dropped two touchdowns. So uh, Bateman might come back. I could see Baltimore blowing him out here. I don't think Indianapolis's offensive line, which used to be the strength of the team, it looks like it's just it's just been banged up all all season. Quentin Nelson's not going to play. He's been hurt. Indianapolis hasn't really been able to get the running game going this year with Jonathan Taylor. Although Taylor, you know, uh, looked pretty good. Uh, Last week, but that was the only game. That was against Miami. So I see, I see Baltimore blowing them out. I see Baltimore as a playoff team. I still think Cleveland's going to win that division, but I see Baltimore. You know, I can see Baltimore winning this game like thirty-one seventeen, something like that. All right, that's all I got for this week. So remember, going to have more of these. If you're following my picks, I'm going to be doing them now on the podcast mainly. I'll put a pick here and there on Twitter. Especially if like, because I'll be doing these probably on Thursday nights. So if I see another pick that I like later in the week, and obviously it's after the podcast, then I'll be putting it on there on Twitter. All right, then to the next time. Good night.